Good morning and welcome back to our midweek Wednesday reflections online here at St. Anne's. It's great that you're able to join us once again for our Advent series as we look uh, at what Advent means for us as Christians and as we journey through these few weeks together. Uh, I thought I'd read with you a passage this morning uh, from Luke's Gospel. So I'm looking at Luke chapter 1 uh, verse 26. It's a familiar familiar story, the birth of Jesus foretold. Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Familiar words that we hear every year at this time of year. And it's at this time of year that we often hear about angel Gabriel. The children getting dressed up at various nativities. We have a whole host of angels, don't we? And it's those familiar words that we hear. So who is this angel Gabriel? Well, he first appeared in the book of Daniel, in chapter 9 in the book of Daniel, where he functions there to reveal the things which are to come on the day of judgment. And also he appears, as we know, in the, in the Christmas story. And another reference to Gabriel is found in Revelation chapter 8, um, as one of those who stand before God. But in these familiar Christmas readings, we see Gabriel announce God's plan for Mary to become pregnant. Gabriel uh, goes to this obscure town on the outskirts, Nazareth. Remember what Nathaniel, a future disciple, says to Philip about Nazareth in John 1. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, he says. Think of the place you would at least expect to give birth to a king or a queen or a major world leader. And that place is today's equivalent of Nazareth, somewhere where you just wouldn't expect that to happen. And Gabriel goes to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph. And as we read, he was a descendant of David. Now, that might sound really important, but actually it didn't mean much. David had lots of descendants and none of his descendants had reigned as king for hundreds of years. 
And we learn elsewhere that Joseph is a carpenter, which actually means that he had a profession. So we had a source of income. And yet Gabriel appears saying, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. And obviously Mary's terrified at this, uh, which is actually a usual response in the Bible to the angelic appearance. And she can't figure out why she is highly favoured. So Gabriel explains this to her in verse 30. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. You have found favour with God. Or it might say, you found grace. This phrase, found favour, is actually quite common in the Old Testament. In fact, it appears over 40 times where it means God showers grace upon them. So Gabriel is here saying, Mary, God is going to show you amazing grace and pour it upon you. And he goes on in verse 31 to say, You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Look at how the angel describes Mary's son. Great. Son of the Most High. The Son of David. He will receive David's throne. He will reign over the house of Jacob. That is, over all Israel, all God's covenant people, forever. Which he then repeats, saying, his kingdom will never end. Let's not forget that the Jews have been waiting hundreds of years for the promised Messiah, the son of David, to arise and become their king. Mary now hears the angels say that her son is the long-awaited Messiah. This young girl from nowhere special. A girl with no prominence. Just an ordinary person, chosen by God to be the mother of the Messiah. Remember how Zachariah responded to Gabriel when he was told that he and his barren wife, Elizabeth, would have a son. He asks, how will I know this is true? That's verse 18. And, and he's asking there for a sign. He's asking, if you like, for the angel's credential. You know, if this is true, show me with a sign. How does Mary, Mary respond to Gabriel? Does Mary ask for a sign? No, she doesn't. She's just confused. She doesn't actually see how this is possible. Mary might not ask for a sign. But Gabriel actually gives her one in verse 36, telling her of Elizabeth's pregnancy, basically just telling her that actually, look, nothing is impossible with God. How could Mary react to, how could, how could she have reacted to this news? Well, she could have said, what? Me? Pregnant? No chance. What will Joseph think? What will my parents think? You know, I was actually looking forward to the life of a carpenter's wife in Nazareth. Just leave me alone and go and pick someone else, someone better equipped than me. I wonder, is that how we respond when God convicts us of something? Or when God gives us a nudge in some way? Maybe it might be to do with our own sin. Maybe it's to do with our own pursuit of him. Or maybe it's to do with our service to him. 
something that we feel called to be doing, but actually we don't want to do it. Do we respond? Well, that's for other people. It's not for me. Just leave me alone and I'm quite happy to get on with what I'm doing. But Mary doesn't do that, does she? Look how Mary responds in verse 38. I am the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary receives this great grace from God, the privilege of bearing the long-awaited Messiah. And this obviously is nowhere on her radar screen. She might have had many other expectations or many plans for her life. But Mary, showing great faith and wisdom, forgets those plans. And she has faith in God's promise to her and to her people. And she's learned God's character in her young life. She knows how he rules the world through studying his word. And so she is ready to respond to his call in faith. And so the question today as I finish is a simple one. Are you ready to respond to God's call on your life? Will you too respond in faith and with wisdom like Mary did? Will you accept God's sovereign power? Or will you just try to ignore him? And carry on doing things in your own strength. See, Advent and Christmas, they, if anything, they teach us of God's steadfastness, of God's faithfulness, and of God's undying love. Emmanuel, God with us. The message of the angel Gabriel is still there for all those who accept it. I bring you good news of great joy. Have you accepted the good news? And are you experiencing his great joy today? Let's pray. Lord, as we continue to journey through Advent together, pray, Lord, that you would open our eyes to see how you might be calling us to serve you in different ways. And Lord, give us the grace, give us the courage, give us the wisdom and give us the faith to follow you where you call us to go. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for joining with us again and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday in church, uh, either in person. If you want to come along, do remember to book your place online. Or failing that, our 11 o'clock service will be live streamed and I look forward to seeing you there. Until then, God bless.